I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Football Rambles Guide 2. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm the Dushan Antharaja. The 1995-96 Premiership season was an all-time great and perhaps the highest points of its drama came on the 3rd of April 1996. Newcastle United had been flying high all season at one stage amassing a 12-point lead. But by this point, they'd wobbled badly and Manchester United had overtaken them to go three points ahead. They still had two games in hand, though. At this point, Liverpool were third and the stage was set for a classic under the lights on a Wednesday evening. What we saw was a thrilling end-to-end battle full of flair and chaos. An encounter that will forever be known as one of the greatest games of that or surely any other decade in English top flight football. It had the lot, genuine stakes, back and forth scoring, exquisite goals and celebrations, a late winner, and the iconic Kevin Keegan slump. It was to be a defining game for Keegan, for Newcastle, and in many ways for the league itself. So we're going to relive it all right now in the Football Rambles Guide to Liverpool 4, Newcastle United 3. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. It must have been tough. Yeah. It, um, Were you watching it live, do you remember? No, I was listening to it on Radio Newcastle. Oh. Radio Newcastle was always one of those ones where it was like, it was Mick Laws and, um, I can't remember who else it was, uh, but uh, it was always like the, the, the choice that, that you made and then the B-grade commentary was always on Metro Radio, oh, which wasn't quite as good. But uh, yeah, I remember hearing it and, and, and some of the, my most kind of like lovely memories of Newcastle United back then was kind of experienced on the radio mm, like listening yeah, to right, it because yeah. we didn't have mm. any way of watching it. No, same. Well, we, yeah, had, we, we had access to Simpsons episodes that my dad's friend used to record for us. Okay. But that was less of it. I did have the video after that. I did the yeah. 5-0 and I had the uh, yeah, yeah, Liverpool yeah. 4-3. I don't know why, why I kept that. But, then, <laughs> but, then, but if you had a mate who had Sky Sports, you know, the late night game sometimes midweek. Yeah. Yes, the age yeah, were, yeah, 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 yeah. It did a bit yeah. tricky, wasn't it? But yeah, so so Pete, we know 
know where you were on the, the 3rd of April, 1996. <laughs> Jim, do you remember? How the hell do you expect me to remember that? All right. No, no, no further questions, Your Honour. Um, <laughs> I've got a cast iron alibi. I've told you so many times. I don't know where I was on the evening of April 3rd, 1996. Yeah, and lots of other people didn't know where you were either. Um, Vish, do you have any recollection? Vaguely, vaguely. You are a younger man than the three of us, of course. I am, but I, I was, how old was I at the time? I, I was 10 at the time, uh-huh. and my brother was five, but an avid Newcastle fan because. At the, five? Yeah, fair play. Well, a Christmas, um, the Christmas that had, had just passed in 1995, he gave my mum a Christmas list which had two things on it. Um, he wanted to change an ultimatum. His, he wanted to change his name to Les Ferdinand. Yeah, okay. <laughs> good stuff. And, and he wanted six Kinder eggs. Because <laughs> <laughs> his logic was mm. he wants to be called Les Ferdinand, yeah. and within every Kinder egg is a present. Yeah, yeah. You have clever. six Kinder eggs, you get six presents. That's very, good stuff. Very, very, very Unless it's one of those um, crappy turtles that you did. They replace like the little buildy things with. The, the snapping yeah, turtle. Oh, yeah. 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 Ready-made stuff. Yeah, ready-made yeah. stuff was crap. Mm-hmm. But um, but that is... In, I heard there was a compromise, so in the end, Les, he had Well, We just call him Sir Pradesh and Hantaraja. And he got his Kinder Eggs, yeah. Um, but, but my dad is also a Liverpool fan, and we, like... We listened to the game on the radio, yeah. and it was it was crazy. I think my brother started crying because he just knew that. Were, were you a Manchester United fan at this point, or were you still rooting for QPR? I was, I was, <laughs> I was a Manchester United fan at this point, which made it all the funnier. Yeah, well, they sat atop of the Premiership. It was the Premiership back mm. then, uh, with uh, just a three-point lead over Newcastle because Newcastle had those two games in hand. <laughs> you forget they blew it twice. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it, it, this, is, this is the thing when you go back to it. Uh, they had games in hand that would have taken them above United, oh, Manchester United. I, I think that. Thank you. Know, we've, <laughs> we, uh, like obviously we've we've had a little laugh at poor old Pete's expense over the years, but I, I genuinely I think look he's going to get his own back in the next few. I was going to say, yeah. Um, I, I really look back at this. I really wish Newcastle had won the league this year. It had just been. It would have been amazing, but of course, it wouldn't. It would have been very unkeegan like, you know, as, as, as we know, we'd love yeah. the man. It would have been brilliant. Yeah, it? I mean that that twelve point lead, of course, mid January and defeats to Chelsea, West Ham, uh, and that defeat to Manchester United at St James's Park when you know Schmeichel had a great game, made some great saves. Eric Cantona scored the goal, of course. Um, and Liverpool, in, in 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 the context of this game, were an outside shot for the title. You know, they weren't done yet, so they were. Right. I think I think maybe um, Liverpool fans might not like the idea that they helped Manchester United to win the league. <laughs> That's probably not how they tell this story. Um, but Newcastle, they, they didn't have to win the game. Of course, they had the two games in hand. You know, a point would have been okay. Mm. Of course, um, Keegan, of course, in dugout had a great red blazer on. Some of his fashion choices were very very enjoyable. Uh, for, for some reason, in my head. I thought that um, Terry McDermott had the same suit on, mm. same suit jacket, but a I pair might of Butlin's red coat. Yeah, it but is I, a bit, I might yeah. be I'm, I might be wrong on that one. But I, I, yeah, mm. it, it, either way, second half they changed into more reasonable uh, clothes that were a yeah. bit warmer, a bit warmer. Yeah, um, and and of course to give a bit of context with Keegan, I know we've done a guide to the man, but he rescued Newcastle from almost relegation in the third tier in 1992. Mm. Turned that ship around uh, quite dramatically, returned to the top flight. Uh, and and had third and sixth placed finishes, and they were playing some great stuff, and they had great players, you know, on that way. Andy Cole scored over forty goals, I think, one season, and then he was sold to Manchester United, 
And then you think, oh my goodness, you know, and and, and then you know, Keegan saying, you've got to have to trust me with this one on the fans and they bring in Ferdinand and of course, later, not this, uh, uh, you know, later they would bring in Alan Shearer and so on. But they were so good to watch. Um, and Peter Beardsley as well found another gear. I think there's people, I forget how old Beardsley was, but there was certainly a feeling of maybe he was sort of... He was 35 yeah. when he signed for Newcastle. Right, OK. And there Proper was a, Indian summer. Oh, my, it was... Kevin Keegan lied to John Hall to say how old he was. He had to pretend he was 33 instead of 35. <laughs> how do you pretend How that? do you even, like, how, how do you even get away with yeah. that? How <laughs> nervous must he have been going into that? <laughs> I love that. What's your favourite, I don't know, Sex Pistols song? I've not heard, heard of, of them. them. <laughs> 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 Two years. Two... <laughs> I don't know. Um, and of course, old sexy David Ginola was there with his hair. I mean, um, they were known as the entertainers, weren't they, for good course, reason. In, in the season we were watching them, we were all sort of, all fell a bit in love with Newcastle. They were everyone's second team. But such characters, though. Apart in, from in, Pete. In the, yeah. <laughs> such characters. Though. So Philippe Albert at the back, you know, Batty and Rob Lee in the centre of the pitch. Festino Aspria up front, you know, and even the Liverpool side, you know, David James in goal. Um, Neil Ruddock, people might be aware of his, uh, uh, his sort of, output at the moment um, Redknapp Barnes McManaman Collymore Fowler you know Ian Rush came on uh, towards the end of that game you know again like big characters in the game these kind of legends of both clubs yeah. I mean, Rush, Rush and there. Barnes being there he's, that's <laughs> yeah. really kind of couple of generations on display well, Barnes, there, really. Barnes was playing in the centre of the pitch now because obviously he was kind of um, he was in the twilight of his career but he was still offering quite a bit um, and Robbie Fowler got a couple of goals in this game what a player he was. He was 21. And Fowler, like, what an impact he had for Liverpool when he turned up. It was, yeah. he was so exciting to watch. Mm. It's kind of funny how he didn't perhaps have the longevity, even though he had a very good career and so on. But when he kind of burst onto the scene, just an amazing player. He had the, he was the first striker I remember having the fear over. Yeah. Um, just that sense of, he because he he was he was young. I think because he was young, mm. when I was young, that made a difference. I was like, I can see him bullying me at school. Yeah, yeah, but he <laughs> he was young, but he didn't. Not in a kind of. I don't mean this in a Wayne Rooney kind of sense. He was young, but he did. He, he, he was quite boyish, you know. He had very boyish features. Yeah, he played with a. He played with a, a childlike energy. He did, but but he also but he wasn't like Michael Owen. No. In that you thought, no, like, like he's well, no, really he, young. He, he was there was there was an essence there was a maturity. Of, yeah, well, there was a smartness to it. There was a smart, yeah, exactly. I think that's what it was. You you could see him, you know, if if he's in the pub and it kicks off, he's not gonna, he's probably not gonna. Well, he might have a little dig, but he's not gonna get any punch. But he's gonna streetwise his way out of this situation. He's gonna so, empty sorry, the gambling machine. This is how you assess a person's maturity. <laughs> well, I'm just <laughs> if it kicks off in the pub. What role are they? Playing? I, I was in the pub. Spells, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I was in the pub. I'm getting leathered. I'm just thinking about. Anyone here having a fight? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't drink. Sober mind to get out of there. Um, but anyway, let's let's talk about the game itself. Um, of course, by April in those days. Uh, most of the pitches were in absolute state. <laughs> it was um, not great. It's was funny it? when you when you um, go back to that era of the Premier League. Mm. That was just accepted. Yeah. Yeah. we play a lot of football. The mm -hmm. pitch is going to get fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We talk about advances in technology and football. We talk about the boots and the ball and the VAR and all this kind of stuff. The pitches have been. It's with the the advances really are there uh, for all yeah. to see. It's, it looked like there'd been a boot sale. 
before it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a rugby boot sale. Yeah. Um, and but they managed to play some lovely stuff. And despite that, it didn't uh, deter Tino Aspria with his lovely skills, Peter, with those with those beautiful legs of his. Just you the octopus. Know, He's called the octopus. You didn't know it, which he? way he was going to go. He was. Uh, he was very confusing. So exciting though, because if you look at the lineups um, that day, Liverpool's starting lineup. Ten English players and Jason McAteer, who was uh, Republic of Ireland international, and then in, in in Newcastle's side as well. Few there was a few foreigners: Pavel Cernicek in goal, Philippe Albert, David Ginola, and 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 Fustino Aspria. So yeah, I mean, okay. So Steve McManaman and Jamie Redknapp, believe it or not, was a little bit more flary players mm. for 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 English standards. But again, back in those days, when you had a flair foreign player like Aspria and David Ginola in particular it was so exciting it, it was yeah. essentially the equivalent of getting a shiny in a sticker pack yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it could, yeah. could yeah. run around yeah. and score goals for you but our, our guy too Ronaldinho it was, it, was, it was our Ronaldinho wasn't he totally. just, he just played with a smile on his face um, there's just so many just amazing stories where he just like they'd set up all I think Alan Irvine the, um, the coach would set up all of the um uh, balls and, mm-hmm. and all the bits and bobs and Tino would come out and just boot all the balls away <laughs> the system beautifully yeah. done um, there was another great story where he uh, he played we were uh, talking we, about his skill Peter you yeah, made yeah. him sound like you know Razor just naughty there, boy <laughs> but like so, uh, here's a story he said uh, we played I think this was Robbie Elliott actually spoke about it he said uh, we played Leeds away and Terry McDermott King's assistant was talking to Frank Worthington and they're having a good conversation uh, there were two main nightclubs in Newcastle at the time Julie's and Legends as we walk up to them Terry Mack looked at Tino and points at Frankie and says legend and Tino goes no I'm not in legends tonight I'm in Julie's <laughs> <laughs> he was Ronaldinho he was yeah, Ronaldinho he was oh man <laughs> but, so we might come on to this um, when we talk about the game but Pete do you subscribe to the viewpoint that his signing derailed Newcastle not because of what he brought but because it meant that Keith Gillespie played fewer games in yeah. that back end but Gillespie was injured for quite a few games as well yeah. so they, they tried put moving Beardsley out to the right and then having Ferdinand and uh, Tino through the middle and that didn't work quite as well but I mean Gillespie was just a big miss whenever he was injured anyway and he, and he did he did have injury issues and he obviously um, ran very fast and that was all of his thing yeah. just beat, beat the, beat the that was good enough back in those in. days it was good enough <laughs> beat the fullback whip it in let's find in the box but yeah no I think it's one of those things where it's like I'm kind of flip flip flopping on it really I think very much like Tino Spria I've done a drag back and then I'm going to beat you again but like people sort of say oh it was all about Tino and then you go I mean it it was due to Kevin Keegan not being the greatest tactician in the world, but yeah. he would put he would he would put you on the field and put a smile on your face. So yeah, yeah it, I think with a better manager, they would have got there. I think. Mm. Well, Asprey certainly played his part in this game. Uh, only two minutes in, we got the first goal from from Robbie Fowler, and again a lovely ball in, and he's just there at the back post to nod home. And Fowler, left foot, right foot, header, you know all those types of finishes. Mm. He absolutely loved it. And and what I loved about Fowler is he loved scoring goals and he loved celebrating scoring yeah. goals as yeah. well. Really did with that big V neck Liverpool uh, uh, jersey, cream V neck that they loved. That twenty twenty three uh, Fowler twenty three on his back yep. is the the Fowler shirt for me. Yeah. I agree with you. And again, when you have a big game like this, an early goal kind of sets the scene, really, it does. Um, and not long after that, Ferdinand then scores. And that was when Aspria kind of embarrasses Neil Ruddock with his, with those with those um, legs of his. You don't know which way they're going to go. And uh, David James didn't cover himself in glory. It's a bit of an odd attempt to save it. He has, quite, he has a he rubbish, has a bad rubbish game. game. Which he, I suppose is sort of crucial 
in, a, had, in a classic like this. He had a, he had a bad reputation of being a bit of a flapper. He'd flap at crosses. He was flappy, he'd run, he? He'd run out when well, he was his nickname, run out. It? Oh no, Flappy. Calamity James. Calamity, Calamity James. James. Sorry, yeah, no, yeah. I, I thought it was Flappy James. Flappy <laughs> James. You're thinking of Flappy Bird, mate. Yeah. You're thinking I of that am. bloke who doesn't start fighting pubs. <laughs> Flappy James. Punches Bird. with his wrists. Dear. <laughs> oh, dear me. Would you remember the thing about James was, oh, he'd, he'd never be an England keeper because he's, he's un- so unreliable. And, you know, he'd yeah. talk openly about, like, Issues um, going to bed, the fact that he'd stay up playing PlayStation all night, and mm. that, I think that was once, wasn't it? No, no, but but long, yeah, long, that was in, enough. Lord in, Lord in ha- times back in the day, we did. <laughs> yeah, CD system, but, the, but it, it, it took a it took a long time for him to be a regular England goalkeeper. Yeah, and he, I think he got there, but it yeah, he it did, it, but it, it took a lot a lot of time. But maybe it wasn't you know a club like Liverpool. Perhaps there was just a bit too much pressure. Mm. You know, we see that. I mean, the number one England goalkeeper at the moment is Jordan Pickford, who plays for Everton. You know, would Pickford play? uh, You know, at a big club, say like Liverpool or Manchester United or something? Maybe, maybe not. I don't think Liverpool will be in for him anytime soon. Not anytime soon, Jim. You wouldn't have thought so. Um, And Newcastle go two one up with with the goal from David Ginola, and Ginola was a glorious footballer. And he was reasonably quick, good, good acceleration. But when he gets that ball, he's got so much to do. And I think mm. if people f- can forget about Ginola's power, yeah. he's a big guy, sometimes as well as a winger. Seldom do you see a winger, as, as often as Ginola used to do, receive the ball with his back to goal. And he would almost sort of try and turn the fullback. Now, mm. I know that, that, that can be, but again, with Ginola, he was, he was quite an interesting type of winger. He wasn't like a nippy winger. And bearing in mind back in those days, you've talked about Keith Gillespie, you know, mm. if, you, if you were out wide... That would be the kind of the, the job to do. Um, whereas, yeah, like he would he would drive with the ball in in, in a way. And and if you see as well, when he receives the ball and starts driving, he has a man open in the middle. Mm. I can't remember who exactly. I think it might be a spree actually. But there's there is an uh, another option there. Uh-huh. But he's so confident, yeah. he just takes it all the way into the box and, and finishes it brilliantly. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P forward slash ramble. At 2-1, though, you think Newcastle are going to kind of go on and so on. And then obviously Fowler scores and does a, a lovely celebration as well. Um, <laughs> what, but where then, he dives into the... He dives into the goal. So it's, well, he's, he's sort of slipping, isn't he? He's sort of sk- skittingly sk- skitting around, isn't he? Yeah. He can't, get his, uh, he can't get his purchase. But the finish of the game was uh, the aforementioned Tino Aspria's goal. Mm. When David James comes herring out. And... Was it, was it sort of outside of the right boot, sort of curls it round? It's an absolute beauty. But from yeah. just outside the box, mm. running onto it with, so a, with the keeper coming onto him. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, a, a, a glorious goal. And then, of course, enter Stan Collymore. And uh, he... Gets... A sentence nobody wants to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, he... <laughs> gets the equaliser. Mm. gets the equaliser and in my mind the equaliser was a lot later than the 67th minute but it was <laughs> in the 67th minute there was right. still quite a lot of football to be played there um, and there was, the ball comes in sort of slight question marks over Pavel Cernicek's involvement at that goal because he, he sort of he wasn't enough like Peter Schmeichel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it, it was this game wasn't it when Keegan said was it was it before they went out why can't you be more like yeah, his head was happen. all over the place. Uh, yeah. Well, he he doesn't he, he he's in you know the old commentator's uh, line of he was in no man's land. He doesn't stay on his line. Doesn't actually quite come for it. And then Collymore has a an empty net to tap mm. in. Um, and then of course comes the winning goal in the ninety second minute. And again, three all isn't a disaster for Newcastle because they've got the two games in hand. They're three points behind you. You get a point at Anfield, okay. But of course, it's the manner of the defeat and. The, and that that sort of injury time goal, and Collymore is is unmarked on the far side when and <laughs> Liverpool are coming forward. It's not like it's a long ball and it's a quick one. Mm. They are they are they are probing. They're coming forward. Yeah. It's actually not a bad passing. It's a great passing. Yeah, it gets yeah. a little bit stuck in the box, but that's just the state of the pitch, you would say. Um, and so again, Newcastle should have everybody back there to defend, and Collymore somehow <laughs> is unmarked. And unmarked. That, it's a striker. Great, it, it's a one in two striker. <laughs> yeah. for him, for them, and Forrest. Like, he, he, what, well, what are they doing? Yeah, well, he was like, wasn't he one of, if not the biggest signing of, mm. of the Premiership history. I was an astonished for, for a, for a brief, he only played two hundred odd games but he, he was a fucking absolute amazing uh, striker on yeah. his day well, he, he, he was brilliant this game yeah mm. no totally and, uh, and and Newcastle like you just you look at that defending and I know that their tactics we, we, we've talked about and, and Les Ferdinand when talking about that said as a group we didn't really have any tactics the tactics were <laughs> they score two we'll score three yeah. and crazy isn't it this it's... is personified in this game but of course it was always going to come undone you come against a decent opposition with quality forwards 
you know, it, this can happen. And mm. and so it did, Jim. You know, Collie Moore closing in and scores the winner. Yeah, on his, on his left and the place goes absolutely wild. And do you think at the time people were thinking about it as like one of the best games in the then Premiership ever? Yeah, I do. Because yeah. there, there is a sense of euphoria around actually really the celebrations of the whole game. It's yeah. one of those things where you can't quite believe what you're watching People unfold. knew it was a classic. A bit like the mm. World Cup final recently mm. where you're like, there's a point where it's like, we're watching history here. Yeah. We're watching something we're going to remember forever. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, yeah. at, the, at the time as well, the t- games weren't as, yeah, the whole sort of televised game and so on and all that sort of thing. Obviously, Sky Sports are trying to push this as much. They're trying to push the narrative. That, oh, where were you? You've got to watch this and, mm. and blah, 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 blah. And the Premier League was still, fair, or the Premiership was still fairly young. So again, the marketing machine was really trying to sort of. And it was on a knife edge, and it was like a historic, you know, yeah, a plucky, all that as well. Plucky, well stocked financially, uh, Newcastle United mm-hmm. um, having a crack at the title, having a crack at the the, the, the teams who had uh, historically always been there. And mm-hmm. it's it was just everything was perfect. The conditions were perfect. The narrative yeah. was perfect. The pitch yeah. was terrible. It was great. And even Keegan at the end, he slumped over the the advertising hoarding. <laughs> After the goal, that, that became an iconic mm, Premier yeah. League image, and again, which, which pains me every time I see it. When yeah. we had to rewatch the highlights for this, um, because every you know we talk about Kevin Keegan a lot on the show. We recently did a did a guy to, but fundamentally, his shortcomings are, as a manager is because he cares too much, mm. yeah. and to see him slip under there. Yeah. Bear in mind that um, you know Newcastle was still only three points behind at this point mm-hmm. with a game in hand. They had a, yeah. You know, inferior goal difference, and also part of the reason why mm-hmm. Anfield goes nuts is because that victory means that the Liverpool are five points behind United. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah the they're table. still in there. Yeah. So there was an element of you know <clears throat> of something something more for them to play for. Um, but you know, there's obviously the run that happens this season as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Not I love, long it. After I love this. it if we beat them. But you know, whether it's the way he resigns as England manager after the Germany game at Wembley, but this fundamentally just the cameras catching that moment mm. of him just wanting to be elsewhere yeah, yeah. him not, not being not able to, to take see, the pain no, but not totally, wanting to be seen yeah. just hiding just mm. because it's too know, painful yeah I don't know if he's hiding I just, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying he's hiding from the responsibility or the result just in that moment just like he can't I think just he just cannot can't, bear he can't, it. He yeah, can't well, he's, yeah, he's, he's yeah. gutted he's gutted he's just he's, he's, his head's set he's like I cannot believe he's conceded not maybe not the league. I think that would be a bit too. He's conceded defeat. Take say, say Ferguson, one of the canniest operators we've ever known. Ferguson would be sat there fuming. Mm. Um, he wouldn't be upset. He wouldn't be down. He'd be fuming. It's a very different response. Because again, Keegan is very much like ah, oh, oh, like we, we we're done. Like what could we possibly do? Ferguson would have found a way to criticise the referee. He would have talked about the opponents. Yeah, he would have deflected yeah. stuff, yeah. and he'd have said and and basically never give in, never say die, kind of thing. Mm. That was not our fault. What was it? too much injury time, which would have been rich for it. But you know, I'm putting words in his mouth. He would have found ways to do that to come out essentially fighting and say right, okay, well that's done. We'll show you the next game. Whereas when Keegan does that. It's it is an admission of ah we've we've taken a heavy blow there mm. and 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 as we would find out later it would be a, a fatal one but you know Keegan I mean and then and then of course Keegan looking back on that goal said I always thought Pavel Cernicek should have saved that why pa- couldn't he be more like Peter Schmeichel <laughs> yeah well and again and this is it Jim <laughs> or David know. James who made a huge save late on in this game as he well. did I mean and, and Keegan went on to say Pavel never thought I completely trusted him and he was prob- probably right and. Uh, you know, you, Hard you, to argue with that, you, isn't it? You it's, can't. You can't really have Mike that. Mike Hooper on then. Mm. 
anyone on yeah. there. It's <laughs> interesting, isn't it? Um, just because of the Budgie. way where we are with subs <laughs> at the moment. Uh, but Newcastle only made one substitute. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> eight, eight, I think it was late on. It was about the eighty-second minute. Yeah. And uh, Liverpool only made two. Mm. Well, you obviously didn't have as many back in those days. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, well, but, I mean, yeah. The third would have had would have been to bring on Tony Warner, <laughs> the yeah. goalkeeper. But the the, the post-match interviews were, were obviously telling, and, and Keegan. He said, you know, go on then, see if you can find anything negative to say about that. As long as football matches end up like this, people will come and watch and you won't get empty seats at stadiums because it was a real classic. We carry on playing this way or I go. So so in one way, that's quite defiant. But in another way, again, the way he's looking at it mm. is like, oh, well, it, there's an element of, well, we're just happy to be involved in that. Mm. Someone like Ferguson is never coming out with no. something like that. It's really naive, isn't it? It's, oh, but, I mean, it's it's beautiful in one sense. Like it really is, you know. Is it? Well, I mean, no. I, 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 how did, do you do you remember seeing that at the time? I mean, I know I'm asking you to remember a post match interview from years and years ago, <laughs> which you probably, if you were listening on the radio, you wouldn't have seen. But is is this not like? Come on, like what's the? One of the reasons why I, I say, I, it's, but I don't think when you're a kid, though, you are by your very nature emotionally driven mm. when it comes to football, and you can't don't really sort of analyze anything. So I think you would look at uh, King and sort of go, "Yeah, I feel exactly the fucking same. This yeah. is shit. This is absolutely shit." Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the reason why I say, I mean, beautiful is not the right word, but the reason why I think it's sort of quite poetic because he's he is right. This is the thing about Keegan. He's he he looks at the thing in a very very square on way yeah. and, and and says this is what this is what just happened and you go you're absolutely right yeah. that was amazing people that, will go to the stadium but jim i'm not i'm saying that that's what he's doing and i don't think he should have done that that's what I'm saying. It's too much of a big picture, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you can be partisan here, Kev. Exactly. It was a great game. <laughs> he needs but... to find different angles, which I keep comparing him to, say, Ferguson. That's what he needed to do. You know, Roy Evans said that was kamikaze football. Great for the fans, but realistically, no one will win the championship depend- defending every week like these teams did tonight. Mm. Absolutely. That's Spot the, that's the, old, so that's the old thing that managers say. Well, it was great for the fans, but it wasn't great for me. Mm. Mm. You know, but Keegan doesn't look at it like that because he is like such a football guy. And he's such a, he's such a people person, and he and he and he thinks about the fans, and he thinks I still about. Think he's just very good at pit Yeah, matches. I think it's just a bad. <laughs> I think, I think he's it's just an silly. excuse. Yeah. Well, you know, Keegan may not have won that game, and he may not have. Well, he didn't win that game. Keegan didn't win that game, and he didn't yeah. win the league. But did he win something better? Because Set Blatter later praised. Okay, Keegan. almost certainly not. Then. <laughs> as soon as you mention Set Blatter, almost certainly not. <laughs> he praised Keegan for his attacking football philosophy and personally sent him a faxed letter hailing the positive attitude you bring to our game. Do you think, <sighs> that, do you think that brightened little Keegan's day? Seeing that? <laughs> what, Set Blatter? Getting get a fax from Set Blatter? Yeah, yeah. What's the table looking like? Uh, <laughs> anyway, this came through. <laughs> My favourite part of this game was oh, just I'm being that. audited as well. <laughs> <laughs> was just Les Ferdinand um, sort of giving himself a bit of space and then hamming it past uh, David James. Obviously, yeah. probably should have saved it, but um, it was that just was an just, odd attempt to save it. Was it was just an odd. Yeah, I mean, Tino just absolutely rinsed mm. Razor Ruddock and yeah. then uh, he sort of squared it to Ferdinand and he just one touch and then absolutely blasted a goal. Yeah. I loved bloody less fun yeah. I think I made my point very clear on this matter <laughs> you're welcome to make it as many times as you like but you know in terms of that season Liverpool they lose away at Coventry three days later um, Newcastle <laughs> they beat QPR but then they lose to Blackburn conceding two goals in the final ten minutes and again Manchester United the team that we all knew back then and mm. obviously would, would go on to be uh, Premier League winners in a number of seasons subsequently that's when they just were like yeah we've got it we're not we're not letting this lead slip yeah and and away they go and, and, and Newcastle five wins from their remaining 13 games Oof. which is which is 
damning, really. Um, and the and the fact is, you know, they even took it to the last day of the season, which shows you how what a lead they had. Yeah. Um, oh, David Ginola says that you know if they'd have held on to that lead at Anfield, they would have definitely won the league. I mean, again, hindsight, you can say all these things, of course. Um, and Keegan said in 2019, when I look back at that season now, there's some pride, but I still have nightmares about how we threw it away. And yeah, like it's such a shame, you know, yeah. that that you, we look back at that season so fondly because there was such an entertaining side. If they'd have only won the league, yeah. He, I mean, he's he still insists, doesn't he, that he wouldn't have asked his players to play any differently. Well, I don't and think he could have done. Yeah. Well, for me, I, I think he has to tell himself that, right? Yeah, of course. Because, of course, he should have asked his players to play differently. Of course, <laughs> they should have been a bit cannier and a bit more streetwise. Mm. And there's nothing impure about that. You know, mm. there's no compromise there. There's no sense of not playing the right way if yeah. you're just, you know, defending's part of the game. Yeah. Game management is part of the game. We wouldn't mm. have used that term at the time, but the concept still yeah. existed. Mm. And it's, it's really interesting to me that he still maintains the, the same line from the post-match. Yeah, but incredibly, the season after at Anfield, Liverpool won 4-3 again. <laughs> and you knew it was a classic game, this one that we're talking about, because when that fixture came around, everyone was like, oh, here, here we, we go, go. again. Mm. And then, of course, you know, it was, it was incredible. Because in that game, it was quite a different uh, game with Liverpool going 3-0 up. Newcastle mm. pegging them back, and then of course at the last minute, I think it was Fowler who scored. The... Just, just don't, just don't get all Liverpool players to manage your team against yeah. Liverpool. I think that's the you know because we obviously uh, we had um, Kenny Dalglish at that oh, point. Oh right, yeah. yeah. And so it's like just don't they just don't defend well for some reason against. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, but but an incredible game. Imagine if Keegan gets done for fixing now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to add to football and also my bank account. <laughs> oh, what a you, you don't have to say he does. He didn't. Kevin King didn't fix that. Look how good he is. For crying out loud! Do you reckon he was down there counting a big roll, big fat roll, just giggling to himself? Yeah. You've done it, Kevin. You've pulled it off, Kevin. Is that on, on, on his little phone? Is that what you wanted? Is that, is that all right. <laughs> he, he, what a masterstroke hello 999 oh shit <laughs> hello I've just committed all. an atrocious fraud <laughs> oh no I've, I've done myself in <laughs> thank you very much for joining us on another Football Ramble Guide too. remember that there's a whole host of Ramble Guides you can listen back to from throughout the season and we want your ideas for what to talk about next email us shoutfootballramble.com or tweet us at Football Ramble with your suggestions it's been a bloody pleasure thank you chaps Keggy is bent <laughs> bent bent, <laughs> bent I tell you thank you Keggy and everybody involved in this game <laughs> see you soon enjoy the money I hope it makes you happy <laughs> <laughs> is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.